Buckle up, it's time for That's How I Roll with Jeremiah Isley, a podcast about the games we play and the lives we live. That's How I Roll is presented by Theology of Games. Visit theologyofgames.com for the latest in tabletop gaming, news, reviews, and interviews. And now, here's Jeremiah. Hey everybody, welcome once again to That's How I Roll. I'm your host, as I always am. I'm Jeremiah Isley. Thanks for joining us today. Today is episode 53, Gen Con Part 3, and I'm going to continue my little mini-series here on talking about games that are highlighted from Gen Con 50, which was just a few weeks ago. So let's take a real quick look at today's roadmap. So today we're going to take a quick look at what's good in the neighborhood and I've got some interesting stuff to share with you there. I'm also going to do a drive-by review of The Godfather, Corleone's Empire from Simon Games, which is, spoiler alert, it's amazing. And we're also going to swing by the feedback loop one more time. And that's it for today. We're going to have a kind of a shorter show. What do you say we just uh, get this thing going? Let's do it. So what's good in the neighborhood? Well, today is Tuesday, September 12th. 2017, and I am all over your podcast dial. Starting with the Media Juice podcast, you can check that out by searching for the Media Juice podcast. I am the co-host and producer of that show, and we just published an episode in which we interview Tim Kinsey and Andy Seckler, who are the co-directors of a movie called Man vs. Snake in which they uh, they chased down a guy who scored 1 billion points on the classic arcade game Nibbler. And so that is actually episode 6 of that podcast. We've been we launched it a few weeks ago right around actually right before Gen Con. And so there's lots of cool interviews like we we talked to Allison Hayslip on that show. We've interviewed Tom Kalinsky who was the president of Sega during the 90s when it was the console wars between the Genesis and the Super Nintendo. Really cool stuff. If you like video games and film, that's definitely something you're going to want to check out. Uh, the The host of that show, Jeremy Sneed, is a filmmaker and he is the founder of Media Juice Studios and he just tells lots of great stories about the business and being in production and working with a lot of really cool video game companies. So that's a fun listen. I hope you uh, have a chance to check that one out. Also today, something that I'm super excited about is the project that I told you guys about a few weeks ago, or maybe less than a week ago, a few episodes back. It's the project that I did for Tasty Minstrel Games. It's an episode of their podcast, but it's a special installment. It's called What Makes. And in that episode, I go on a journey to find out what makes tabletop gaming a growing and vibrant industry here in the U.S. and in the world abroad. And this first installment is all about Gen Con. So go check that out. If you're listening to this now, 
you can go listen to that. It's on the Tasty Minstrel podcast feed. It's very, very cool. I, I'm really, really excited with how it turned out. I think you're really going to enjoy it. And of course, you can always catch me here on That's How I Roll. I'm rolling out a bunch of Gen Con highlight episodes, which brings us to our drive-by review. It's time for another drive-by review. Today's drive-by review is of The Godfather, Corleone's Empire from Simon Games. This is a game for two to five players, and the box says it plays in about 60 to 90 minutes, and that is, if you know the game, that's probably right on. Give yourself a good 10-15 minutes for uh, instruction and, and learning if you haven't played it yet. This, of course, is designed by the prolific Eric Lang. So here's here's how you play the game, and I'm just gonna I'm gonna sum it up pretty quickly. It's like Lords of Waterdeep, but it's not. You can place thugs in businesses to shake down the front side of that business. You can place family members on the borders of turfs, which are areas of Manhattan. Think like Queens, Chelsea, Uptown, and and all that kind of stuff. And when you do that, they shake down the backsides of the businesses in those turfs. So usually there's only like two to four businesses within a certain turf that you can go shake down. Now, when you shake down those businesses, you get resources. You get blood money, you get guns, booze, or you can get drugs, which are like a wild card. You can also get money, which is basically victory points for the game. And you also have the ability sometimes, depending on which business it is, to launder or suitcase money. And we'll talk about that in a little bit. You can use the resources that you get to complete jobs, which is a whole deck of jobs, and there's some that are visible. But you can have jobs in your hand, or you can do a visible job that's out on the board, which those also in turn give you money, and you also get to suitcase the job. I've, I've mentioned this suitcase thing twice, and you might be wondering why I keep saying suitcase, and I'm glad you asked, because you actually have a tin suitcase. It has like a hinged lid and everything, and the money that you suitcase and you put inside that suitcase and the jobs that you put in there are how you determine who wins the game. Anything that's inside the suitcase at the end of the game, which is four rounds or acts, uh, like the acts in the story, anything that's in there is what you count towards victory. So the money you get is just straight victory points. If you have the most of a certain colors, there's different colors for each of those jobs. Those give you Uh, Whoever has the most of each color gets five extra dollars to put in their suitcase and count towards their winnings. The meat of the game consists of the worker placement uh, aspect of the game, which that that part of a round consists of four four options, basically. You can can play a thug into a business. You can play a family member onto the border of a turf. Now, sometimes having it in between... When you have it in between two turfs, you get to shake down all the businesses that you touch, which is very powerful. So it makes some of those spots really, really important. The other thing is, is at the end of each round, you determine who has control of certain turfs, which gives you bonuses throughout the game. So it's important to kind of measure where you put your family members and how they're going to tip the influence and the control in certain areas. 
So you can do that. You can play a family member. You can do a job, which again, I said is either there's cards in your hand that are job cards. And those same job cards can be out on the board, depending on how many players face up. So you can, everybody can do the ones that are face up, or you can do one from your hand if you have the correct resources to pull that job off. Or you can play an ally. Now, an ally is like an extra worker that you can put out, but you don't get them in the first act or the first round. You have to bid on them at the end of each round, and you basically, you're bribing them. So you have to use money from your suitcase, so it's a gamble because you're giving up victory points to gain the powers and the abilities that these allies give you for one round. But some of them can be pretty powerful, and it can be worth it. So that's basically the game. You are placing workers onto the map to get resources. You're doing jobs to get money, to suitcase money, to suitcase those jobs. And ultimately, you want to have the most money and the most of any type of job so that you can get those bonus points at the end of the game. That's a very distilled version of the game. There's a a little bit more that goes into it, but you kind of get it. It's it's kind of like Lords of Waterdeep. Now, the cool thing is, is those jobs that you play, sometimes those jobs allow you to kill off opponent's figures off of the board. And sometimes it's a lot. Like if you play a car bomb, boom, like everybody in that turf that's not a member of your family is gone. And so it makes it a little more competitive, a little more cutthroat, and it makes it a lot more fun, in my opinion. I think this game is great. I think it's a lot of fun. Some folks, you know, some folks complain about, oh, the job cards all have the same artwork on them. That didn't detract me at all from the gameplay. All of the other components are amazing. The miniatures look great. The cool suitcases that you have that you you keep your money in and everything just adds a really cool tactile feel to the game. I was really impressed by all of that. And even when I opened up the box, I actually posted a picture right when I opened the box over on Instagram because it looks so cool. Just the way they have the miniatures in there and the insert and the the suitcases and everything laid out. It's it's a great looking box. It's a great looking game. So component side, I have no complaints whatsoever other than I have to paint the minis if I want them to look different, but I, I just don't have time to paint minis. That's not how my life works right now. Um, so the game, like I said, man, it's so it's so fun because you don't have to be the first player to take a spot on the board. Actually, sometimes it's to a disadvantage if you're the first one there because you could get killed off and then you lose your control over certain turfs because you're out of figures and boom, you, you have no control there. So you you lose uh, that control, and which gives you a disadvantage as the game plays on. So it's not your typical worker placement. It's the theme is is the theme is what it is. If you're not a Godfather fan, I still think you're going to like this game. If you're a Lords of Water Deep fan, I think you're going to love this game. Even if you're not a Lords of Water Deep fan, I think it's different enough. It's not just a reskin of Lords of Water Deep. I think you're going to have a great time with it. This is quickly becoming one of my favorite worker placement games, and I think it it is worth all of the accolades and all the hype. Don't listen to the naysayers. This game is a lot of fun. It's time for the feedback loop. 
Get in on the conversation by tweeting the show at Theology of Games or emailing theologyofgames at gmail.com. Hey, it's back. It's the feedback loop. I'm going to leave my two legit questions hanging out there this week from last episode, which are, tell me about your favorite comfort clothing. We did get all of our clothes back. I've got a story to tell about that, which I'll probably do next episode. And also, what regional game, like what trick-taking game, what card game is big in your area that maybe I don't know about because I don't live in the Northwest or the Southeast or New England or wherever it may be. So share that with me. Let me know what you think. Quick feedback loop today. Scott said that he actually has a Notre Dame pullover that he wears everywhere during the fall. We've all got them. We've all got those pieces of clothing that we just wear to death for whatever reason because they're just that comfortable and they're just that comforting. All right, it's time to wrap up this episode. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you have a few minutes to go check out those other shows that I mentioned, the Media Juice podcast or the What Makes episode over on Tasty Menstrual Games podcast, I think you'll enjoy them. I have a lot of fun working on them. It's been a great venture for me to be a part of these things, and I'm looking forward to more of that. You can always, always find us on TheologyOfGames.com. You can find our Twitter and our Instagram at TheologyOfGames. Facebook is Facebook.com slash TheologyOfGames. Just basically Google Theology of Games, and you will find us wherever you so choose to uh, partake in social media or podcasts or written media about board games. And of course, you can email us directly at theologyofgames at gmail.com. And I'm going to put a wrap on that one. So thanks again for tuning in. This has been the third part of my Gen Con series. And I'm Jeremiah Isley, and that's how I roll. Thanks for rolling with us today. That's How I Roll is produced by Jeremiah Isley and brought to you by Theology of Games. If you liked what you heard today, take a minute to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes. Thanks for tuning in and drive safe.